I believe we are um, also on Facebook Live, which I have no idea how that kind of stuff works. This is my first time to do anything like that. It makes me extra nervous because I know we have millions watching right now. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Um, I just want to say up front, um, welcome home. This is a weird time to say welcome home when so many people are isolating in their homes, which is uh, for some a very wise thing to do, and we are grateful. Uh, some are cowering in fear in their homes, uh, but we are here and we, we gather together as a family and we say welcome home when we come here. And uh, we'll be talking about some future Sundays in just a little bit, uh, but I want to read from Psalm 95. This is one of the lectionary readings for this third week of Lent. And it says in verse uh, 7, He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. So before we go anywhere today, I want us to celebrate that we are under His care. Um, he is the one uh, that we are looking to, on um, those that He has put in place. We are going to pray um, in just a little bit for those people that He has put in place to care for us. But ultimately, we know that our care comes from Him. And so we will celebrate that this morning. And I love uh, just the beginning of this psalm and how it prepares us, it invites us into this time of worship. And so I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and I'm going to read through this and we will um, put into practice what this psalm says. It says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song, for the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. Father, we come before you and we say thank you for being our loving shepherd, for caring for us here in this room, but you care for your people around the globe. Your heart aches as people are um, impacted by disease, by fear, by anxiety. You are a God who loves, who oversees, who notices. And we thank you. We place ourselves before you. We say, as we have said so many times on a Sunday morning, you are welcome here. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to teach you a brand new song. And the chorus goes like this. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand here. Your love, my feet. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand here. Your love, my feet. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand here. Your love. Would you sing that with me? My fear doesn't stand a chance. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand here. Your love. tries to roll over my bones and sorrow comes to steal the joy I own and brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my fear my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. She no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the lies. Not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My feet doesn't. 
the disembodied voice coming from the back of the room. <laughs> oh, now you can see me. Hello. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for uh, braving the rain. I know that's a tough reason to get out this morning. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys are all here. And uh, I'm happy to be here and worshiping with you this morning. Um, our schedule looks a little bit different today, so we're going to be kind of moving some things to the end of the service, and so um, we'll kind of keep you posted on that. But I've got a couple of announcements uh, coming up for this next couple of weeks, things to kind of keep your mind or keep your mind on, for one, and then uh, kind of put some stuff in your calendar. Uh, but know that a lot of it's tentative as things are kind of fluid and moving over the next few weeks. Uh, so keep these penciled in so you can erase it, maybe bump back, maybe bump forward, we'll see. Um, the first thing is, uh, on the seat backs in front of you, we have some prayer cards. And so uh, if this is your first time on the Bay Marin, uh, congratulations, that's fantastic. Um, I imagine most of you have been here before, but uh, if you have questions about what's going on or if you'd like us to pray for you uh, or like some folks praying for you, you can fill that out. And at the end of the service, we'll be passing around some baskets and you can place that inside of uh, the basket. Um, there's also, do you want to talk about the, uh, uh, we're going to do that later with the, uh, the host home stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, so we've got some, uh, Gary's going to talk a little bit about it later, but uh, we're going to be trying to do some things like in homes this week in, in lieu of uh, bigger gatherings. And so if you're thinking that you might be able to host a few people in your homes to kind of smaller gatherings where we can gather around and worship together, um, if you think that's something you might be able to do, you can put your name and information on that card and we'll pass it. You can drop it in the basket later, too, but Gary will give you some more information on that later. Uh, but as for our upcoming events, uh, first thing coming up is we have a men's dinner on March 27th at the Jakeen's home. Uh, and so if you're a guy between the ages of zero and like 150, which I think should be most people, uh, you should uh, put that on your calendar. Um, like I said, it's tentative. It may change. We may push it back. But uh, March 27th is when we have that scheduled uh, for right now. Uh, next up is we have a uh, the Bay Marin table, which is our women's gathering. So again, zero to about 120, 30 or so. Uh, if you're a lady in that range, um, teenagers to women, if uh, sign up for that, it's going to be at the Carnahan's home at Lori's house. Uh, it's going to be a Bavarian lunch uh, and Bible study, which sounds super fancy and amazing. And so if you're interested in either one of those things, which I think would be everybody, uh, I think you should put that on your calendar. Now that's going to be on da, 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 March 21st is when that is scheduled uh, for right now. Uh, but like I said, pencil it in, it may be bumped back. Um, but March 21st is when that's on the calendar for right now. Next up is nothing, but we actually have a few other things. Uh, for one, we have the Baymarin Retreat. Uh, so on May 15th, 16th, and 17th is when that's uh, scheduled right now. It's an Alliance Redwood. Uh, we're still working out some details and some online signups and that kind of thing. But May 15th, 16th, and 17th, which is the weekend after Mother's Day, is when that is. And if you've ever been, you know you want to go. And if you haven't been, you also know that you want to go. Uh, so put that on your calendars, too. Uh, we have a Youth Mexico service trip coming up. It's the last week of July. And so uh, if you're a student, if you have a student, if you know a student, which again is probably everybody in this room, uh, I would sign up for that. You can go to betolive.org slash registration and uh, you can sign up for that. But if uh, at least if you're interested, put down your deposit. Bella's back there repping her gear. And so thanks, Bella. She's on the spot. She's nervous now. But so Be to Live, uh, that's who we're going to be serving with, and we take our teenagers down there. Uh, and it's an amazing time, transformative time, uh, a great time of serving uh, with and alongside other people. And so uh, definitely make sure you check that out. And my trusty, dusty list. Uh, our Good Friday service. Um, Right now, uh, that's kind of, it's in between the yellow and the red lights. And so um, as things continue to evolve, um, keep an eye on that on that. But that was going to be uh, down in Mill Valley at the old seminary property library. But uh, keep an eye posted on that. All this information we're going to have on our website as to what's still happening, what's going to be canceled, what's going to be postponed. So just keep an eye out, bimoran.org, and we'll always have the most recent updates up there so you can keep an eye out on how things continue to unfold. Um, and so uh, with that, no further announcements. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll transition into our next uh, part of the offering, or part of the service. God, we thank you for, um, God, we thank you for the peace that you offer. God, we thank you for the hope um, that you give. And God, uh, in the midst of this time, Lord, I pray that uh, we would find the peace that you give and the, and the hope that you offer. Um, God, we know that you are bigger than all things, and we trust uh, 
God, we trust in your plan. Um, God, bring us into a place of worship this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, I've got a picture that's going to come up on the screen, if you don't mind, Rebecca. The first slide. It's one that's probably familiar to many of you. This was, uh, this was Wednesday when I was at Target. That's the toilet paper aisle. And uh, we've all seen or taken our own pictures. I know that there's nothing uh, uh, novel about this, but I, I know uh, it, was, it was kind of this picture, though, when I saw this on Wednesday that I realized, okay, we're headed into something that is really different <laughs> than what I was, was thinking. And, and, and it's a mixture of, um, there's, there's definitely a, a part of this that's kind of funny. There's a part of this that's very concerning. Uh, there's a part of the unknown that we're all facing right now that's, that's a little bit of, um, we have warranted fears, and then we have some ways that um, it's, uh, this, there is what is referred to as a social contagion that has taken place. Uh, I was reading a New York Times article, and uh, it had this to say, uh, about it was kind of a, an article about panic and anxiety and how people are responding to this coronavirus pandemic. And it says, in psychology, the spread of emotion from one person to another is aptly termed social contagion. Our own anxiety can be cued or triggered simply by talking to someone else who is anxious. Their fearful words are like a sneeze landing directly on our brain, emotionally infecting our prefrontal cortex. Isn't that a vivid picture of what's going on? And sending it out of control as it worries about everything from whether our family members will get sick to how our jobs will be affected. Wall Street is a great example of social contagion, and so is hearing about long lines at the grocery store, and it goes on and on from there. Um, but it's, it's talking about um, how... There, there is more than just a virus that is contagious at this point. Uh, we are experiencing viral emotions. And what I want us to very simply consider is how can we spread, um, how can peace and even joy in this time be something that we spread? Could it be that peace is as contagious or even more so than panic? Um, and, and what is, what has taken place? Hey, you made it back from Puerto Rico. I just, sorry. Awesome. Sorry. It was totally random answer to prayer. I'm glad you made it back, Sage. Thank you. All right. Um, stick with notes here. Um, anxiety is, is not something that is new to many of us. This might be a new reason for some of us to, to be experiencing some anxiety in times like this, but, um, so how do we, how do we not panic? How do we not have anxiety? It, it's kind of one thing to say, okay, the, the, we are, we are overreacting. So how do we not overreact? Is it just a, a like a, a light switch that we just, okay, I'm no longer going to be anxious. I'm no longer going to panic. I wish it was that easy. For those of you that have wrestled with different anxieties as, as I have, it's a lot harder than just the flip of a switch. But what I want us to see is that long before anyone could identify the chemical responses in our brain, the Creator gave us a way to confront and even ward off unhealthy chemical responses in the brain. And we're going to look at those in just a moment in Philippians 4. Um, before before Paul could put specific words to biologically what is taking place in moments like this, chemically what is taking place, um, he, is, he is addressing unknowingly that the prefrontal cortex of our brain actually plays a huge role. God prepared us to handle times just like this. And it can be summed up in one word, think. And we're going to look at that, that word in just a minute. Thinking a particular way and subject of our thinking could lead us to a peace contagion. Rather than a sneeze of fear, it could be joy landing on the brains of those around us. Rather than panic, what if we breathe out a contagious peace? We become like trees who, who inhale carbon and exhale oxygen, inhaling anxiety, exhaling life for those 
around us. And I contend that for such a time as this, this is, this is why God has put his church where we are um, so that we can be making a difference. Before we look at Philippians 4, there were a couple other passages in the lectionary readings for this week. And just as a reminder, those can be found under the resources section of our website. Um, but Romans 5 is, uh, begins with, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as that was a, a place that I chose to kind of sit in these, these scripture passages this week, when I got to that word peace, I instantly paused. I just knew, okay, this is God's, God's preparing me. He knows how much I need peace in this time and how that needs to be spread. Um, and this word peace, and it's the same word that we're going to look at in Philippians, is um, irene, and it's, it's the root word for this is to join together. So I thought it's, it's kind of the opposite of peace is scattering, is dispersing, where peace kind of brings everything together. There is a wholeness to it. Um, the Hebrew word shalom is also very closely related to wholeness and coming together in unity. Unity is such a, a key time. And so I, I pictured this in a time when we are scattering, in a time when we are putting chairs in twos and giving some distance um, what, between us. Um, let's be reminded that there is a peace that can join us together. And it's, it's more than just joining you and I together. It is this peace is joining us with the Father. And this is what, is, what becomes contagious. And the other passage, if you wanted to go back and read through some of these, Exodus 17 is the story uh, of uh, the Israelites and they camp near Rephidim and they are in the wilderness and they are being led on this journey. They're not exactly sure at this point how long this journey will last, nor where this journey will lead them. They just know that they are following Moses' lead in this and they have just camped in a place where there is no water and they panic. And it's an interesting dynamic that we see, and I wonder if it was a social contagion that took place, where one person says, we don't, we don't have any water here. We, we might as well just go back to Egypt and be slaves. And I wonder how much that spread um, in, in that environment that they were in. And it's interesting to see how uh, God, through Moses, brings uh, peace and responds to them. Um, he basically addresses what their mindset was, uh, uh, their scarcity mindset, and responds with abundance in the midst of that. So these are some of the some of the passages that we have this week that I think, in direct and indirect ways, talk about so much of what is uh, of the things that we're we're looking at and we're facing right now. And so, um, Philippians four. Let's read this passage. And then I'm going to come back to a couple of other things, uh, beginning in verse five. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And that right there is such a good, we could just camp out right there on those four words. The Lord is near. And this sets up what he is about to say. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace, the irene of God. This that brings us all together, joins us with God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we can already see right there, he's not mentioning prefrontal cortex, Specifically, but Paul is addressing what God knows, what our Creator knows. There is a way that we um, will need to respond to this time. It's not just don't be anxious. What is the th what is it that we that we need to experience? And he says in the next verse. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what's the next word? Think about such things. In other words, let's get, I, I created you with this decision-making portion right up here in the front. And we're going to use this to our advantage. This is the way I have created you. 
think about those things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And so what are some ways, just real practically, what are some ways that we can consider um, involving ourselves in, in thoughts that bring about peace? And I want us to to think of this for ourselves, but also how this could begin some type of a, a, a peace virus that spreads socially um, through our families, through our neighborhoods. Um, one of the ways that I would like to see us coming together is, uh, is in smaller settings. Now, as you're familiar, I'm sure Marin Health Department has said gatherings of 100 or more, they, uh, they put a ban on those non-essential gatherings. And I want to address that we are we do consider gathering as essential. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a church. Um, what God has done um, in sending his spirit is that we can encounter God anywhere, everywhere. And we want uh, I see this as a, a great opportunity, to be honest. Um, I'm not typically a uh, if there's a cloud and a silver lining, I'm more cloud than silver lining in my personality. OK, um, but uh, there is an aspect of this where we have an opportunity to experience God in some really new and fresh ways, in some new and fresh places. And so one of those, I believe, is going to be through smaller gatherings. And um, Brian alluded to this earlier. If you would be interested in, if you are healthy enough to um, either host or lead a small gathering, I'd like for you to write that down on that prayer card. And at the end of the service, as we're taking up um, our offering, as well as those cards in a basket and preparing for communion, then you can just drop that in, um, put your preferred contact information on there, and we will get back in touch with you. We do have faith communities that meet throughout the week, um, but we hope to open this up so that others in our congregation who are not normally involved in those faith communities will have an opportunity to connect. And also, this could be a prime time for you to say to your neighbor, hey, I got a group of people coming over um, and we'd love to have you join us as, as we hang out. And that we'll be giving you some resources for that. Um, but uh, that, is, that is something that I wanted to make you aware of and would love for you to um, just consider what would be a way for you to, to be a part of a gathering like that. Uh, some of you are familiar with Plant With Purpose. It's one of the ministries, uh, one of the organizations that we support. And they sent a newsletter out uh, that didn't have anything to do with uh, what we're going through right now. But what they were describing is, um, is how microforests, um, as they referred to them, small woodlands are just as powerful in a unique way as some of the big, like an Amazon rainforest can be and the impact that it has as they are encouraging the planting of trees and in different countries. And it, uh, I'll read this part. This is what it had to say from their uh, email. Small woodlands are in some ways more powerful carbon sinks than big ancient forests. The major forests you've heard about, the vast stretches of tree covered lands contribute significantly to our planet's health because of their ability to sequester carbon and promote biodiversity. They serve as carbon sinks that stabilize the Earth's climate. They also host large percentages of the world's biodiversity. But small woodlands are also vital. The outer rim of a small forest offers greater food diversity for various species, amplified carbon storage and interaction with other areas outside of the densely forested areas. In fact, these forests store more carbon per square meter of topsoil versus ancient older woodlands. And so what they're saying is these little small groves are very powerful. And I got to thinking about our faith communities and this opportunity we have as we, um, as we consider different ways for us to gather. I believe that you have an opportunity to experience um, God and community in a fresh way if you will grab a hold of this. If you would consider maybe for the first time stepping into one of these smaller group settings. And uh, this could be uh, your first time to kind of dip a toe in the water, so to speak. It is something that the more I get to know our teenagers, they are setting the pace for us in this. The thing that they love more than anything is what is just being described here. 
gathering in small communities where they can discuss, where they can share life. Um, they don't sit in rows, they sit in a circle. Um, and it is an opportunity for them to not just open God's word, but to talk about real time, how is this applying to their life? And so in, in some ways, I'm asking us to be more like them. What are some ways that we can begin to circle up and begin to do life together throughout the week? As we are going to be in the next few weeks, it looks like more and more isolated as we have more and more people that are spending less time in a work environment with other people. I think you're going to see even those of us in the room that are introverts are going to have this sense of I really kind of need some people contact here. I really like to circle up with some people. Um, this is one of the ways that we um, keep our thoughts healthy. We gather with like-minded people and we get in that circle and they remind us, um, hey, we're in this together. So what does that look like for you? I want you to really very seriously consider that. And for this to be something that we talk about outside of this room, uh, the people that couldn't be here today, maybe because they are not feeling well. How do we, maybe even using technology, how do we pull them in so that they are not alone in this in this season that we're in. So uh, again, that prayer card, connect card, if you are interested in hosting or leading, or there's just a part of you that's like, I, I don't know, something's tugging on my heart. Just let me, I just want to make sure I don't miss out on this. Then, then let, us, let us know that. Um, what I want us to do, and this is just, I want to get some feedback from you. Um, I believe that there are some ways that we will, um, this is a unique opportunity that's being presented to us, and I want us to make the most of this opportunity, even though we, we're kind of flying into it blind. And this is, a, this is uh, the question that I want us to discuss. Uh, in three months, when we look back on all this, what will we wish we had done or be most proud of having done? Let me read that again. In three months, when we look back on all of this that's going on in our world here in our county, uh, what will we wish we had done or be most proud of having done? And I want us to answer that in kind of two categories. What will we wish we would have done or glad that we did that was good for our own soul? And what will we wish we had done or will we be glad that we did that is good because it impacted the spiritual ecosystem of Marin. It was good because it impacted the world around us. As comfortable as you feel, I want you to turn to your neighbor and, and discuss that. If, you are, if you're needing some elbow room, that's, this is a good opportunity. Just, or maybe you're just really introverted and you hate it when we do these things. <laughs> Use the virus as an excuse, okay? And say, no, sorry, can't talk to you right now. But I want us to, uh, to answer this question and uh, in those two ways. What would be good for your soul and what is going to be good for the people around us? And then we'll, we'll get some feedback. So go ahead and, and talk amongst yourselves. All right. Let me have your attention back up here, and we're going to share a few of those ideas. You may want to bust out pen and paper, use the back of the bulletin with that notes section. Somebody might say something or trigger a thought that resonates with you. What, what are some ways, and, and it, there may be some overlap between these two categories, but uh, what are some ways that you um, can take advantage of this and do something healthy for your soul, something that's maybe long overdue? And it could be as simple as, for some of you, maybe you don't have three hours of commute time anymore because you're working from home. Yeah. <laughs> How can that be beneficial for your soul? Maybe some of you, the most spiritual thing you can do is sleep an extra hour. Okay? I think God... God loves naps. I'm convinced of it. All right. <laughs> um, it could be uh, that 
uh, as a family, you're gonna get to spend some more time together. Let's work really hard to see the benefits of that, okay? <laughs> but what is, a, what is a unique thing that we can do? Uh, maybe because as a family, we're, we're getting to spend some more time together, things like that. So what, what are some things that are good for your own soul? And what are you thinking this, for such a time as this, I wanna use my gifts to impact the kingdom, to make a difference in this way. So what, do you, what did someone in your group say, or what are you, what's burning uh, in your heart? And I'm gonna be writing down some answers that you give here. Yeah. Maybe being responsible for thinking about other people's safety that you know aren't as on top of the news or as aware of what they need to be safe. Yeah. Talking to them, reaching out to them, making sure they're safe. Okay. So taking responsibility for the for those. What would be um, so so talking to them? Would there be? Are you thinking of like a uh, some practical ways that maybe you could could do that too? Tell them not to go to the store. Use food delivery services, meal prep, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Little little changes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Meal delivery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For the elderly, it could be, um, yeah, I've thought about that even just in our own neighborhoods. What if we kind of put the word out, hey, I'm, I'm going to go stand in line for two hours. Can I include something <laughs> from your list <laughs> for this? Yeah. I think that's great. Something else. Karen. Dave, let's talk some more about that too, uh, what that would look like for the shift of that. I think um, as we talk about small groups and meeting homes, one of the thoughts that we've discussed is one of the small groups could be right here in this, in this room, um, unless, you know, unless some guidelines in this fluid situation change, but I think that's a great, great idea. Love that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, blood, blood donations. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw um, a news article on that uh, news uh, segment. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that in this, but thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yes. I um I have the idea that there are a couple of neighbors that I, I actually don't know. Sorry, mm. confession. Um, like I haven't met, and this is actually a great opportunity to do the walk up and knock on the door and say hi. Like I live three doors down from you, and I haven't said hi yet. Huh. Been here for eight years. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anything on your list. Like, awesome. Actually, an opportunity for contact, even yeah. people I don't know yet, which is kind of cool to think of. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe just put a sign on your yard that says, I have toilet paper. <laughs> People lined up for... Uh... <laughs> and then the other yeah. thing thinking about what does my presence and engagement on like social media platforms look like? And hmm. how can I actually be a person of peace hmm. and encouragement and light in those spaces? Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm on there, I'm laughing at all the memes, so how, how can I engage in a way that's helpful? Um, Ah, oh, I love that. Yeah. So were you able to hear what she was talking about, like Spotify playlists, uh, using social media as a way to promote peace? Yeah, yeah for that to get out. Um, uh, worship songs that, that promote peace. Yeah. Um, they're great. Yeah. Love like it. Running at breakneck pace and running ourselves to the ground. Yeah. But like all of a sudden now we we're able to reprioritize the things that are important, um, mm. which can be people, can be soul work, can be um, we're just forced into a position where we're like, hey, we have a little bit of extra time. What are we going to do with that? What matters? Mm-hmm. What's important? Uh, and that can be our soul, and that can be the people around us that our neighbors that we may not have made time for before. Yeah. Um, but now we have we have the space for that. Yeah. Establishing new rhythms, new priorities. I love that. I, um, yesterday, I, it was, I heard on our television as I was walking through that room, the, the squeaking of uh, tennis shoes on a basketball court and the commentators. And I looked and I was like, oh, there is basketball. And then I realized they were replaying the 2016 uh, Big Ten championship game or something. And, and I, so I sat down, I was kind of watching, and then I was like, I why am I doing this? <laughs> this is not a productive use of my time. If I'm really that concerned about who's going to win, I'm pretty sure I could Google that one <laughs> and just move on. But um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what are, what are some specific ways that we, um, our schedules have been interrupted. And so how do we lean into that? Is there, what's that book that's been sitting on your shelf that's been waiting to be read for a long time? Um, who is that person that um, you now is the ideal time to take a few minutes and send them an email, write them a card, sanitize your hands, write them a card, <laughs> dip it in hand sanitizer, put it in an envelope and send it. But what, what is the way? Yeah, don't get, don't get lickable stamps. Yes. Um, there's, uh, yeah, what, are, what does it look like? We, Beth and I were talking this morning. Um, what does it look like for us to set up a card table, put a puzzle out, and we're going to spend some time as a family? Um, we, we're looking for a new setting to create arguments, is what we're looking for in our home. That's just really what it is. Um, we're tired of arguing just in front of the television. We think we can do it around a puzzle now. Um, no, what, are, what are ways that we can, we can come together? Um, just as a reminder, speaking of good for your soul, um, Find time to laugh in the midst of this. I was reading, uh, when laughing, the brain releases endorphins. Laughter also boosts the number of antibody-producing cells and enhances the effectiveness of T-cells, leading to a stronger immune system. This is what we need right now, is a little bit of time to just pull back and to laugh. That could be a part of a rhythm to your day. Let's keep these ideas rolling and let's share these ideas Um, when we get together in our group settings. Let's incorporate some of these when we when we get together and let's talk about how we can promote peace. And I don't want to um, I don't want to say laughter or use this passage in Philippians where where Paul is talking about rejoicing. I don't want to I don't want to mention any of that in a flippant way, because there is some real serious stuff that's going on right now as well. And I find it interesting, in Philippians, Paul mentions anxiety twice. In the passage that we just read in Philippians 4, he says, be anxious for nothing. He says in Philippians 2, I believe it's verse 
20, he's describing um, Timothy and the help that he has been, and he's encouraging this Philippian church, hey, I want you to welcome Timothy because he has been, uh, he has shown genuine concern for your welfare. We have it translated in the New International Version as genuine concern. It is the same word in the Greek that's translated, be anxious for nothing. So it's the same word. On one hand, Paul is saying, this is awesome that this person has been anxious for your welfare. But at the same time, he's saying, be anxious for nothing. And so it's kind of a, how do we hold that intention? And I think there's an element of this where we, we, we realize um, just the sobering aspects of what has taken place. But our default does not lead us to a point of panic where fear has, has taken control. We live our lives with genuine concern for the welfare of the people around us. But at the same time, we're not going to be the ones that empty the shelves <laughs> at Target. And I think as we seek to walk that line, um, we will have a peace that is contagious. For such a time as this, God has called us. For such a time as this, God has called you. How will you maximize this time for the good of your own soul and for the spread of God's kingdom here on earth around us? This is a prime opportunity for us to care for ourselves and to think outside of ourselves at the same time. Um, let's just go. I've got a few other things. And I think if we just implemented half of what these ideas were, it would be a great uh, great season ahead for us. Um, Jane, I'm going to ask you to make your way up. And uh, I want us to transition into our time of communion. And we've kind of taken some painstaking steps to make sure that this is actually um, going to be safe. And we want to do what we can to hinder the, uh, the spread of, of any germs. Um, in the trays here, and some of you, if you grew up, by chance, if you grew up Baptist, just seeing these trays is going to make you feel right at home. I know uh, the, um, you can't have communion without these little trays with holes in them. Um, what you will see in these, um, in these uh, cups is a, it's a sealed cup of juice, and then on top is also a wafer that has been sealed. came from the communion factory that way, <laughs> I guess. I don't really know what to call it other than that. Um, but this is a way, instead of us putting our hands in a common basket of bread and things like that, we thought this would be a, a cleaner way to do it if you choose to, to participate. And so when we partake, we will all partake together this time. Instead of you taking it individually, I'll have everyone with that in their possession. And then I'll walk us through. I'll read that passage from 1 Corinthians 11. We'll all take the wafer at the same time, the bread. And then we'll all drink the juice at the same time. And also, um, partly as a way to um, prevent any spreading of germs by passing these trays, um, we will have people passing the tray. We will have a single person passing the same tray. And you'll just take from, from that. But here's what I would like for us to do. If you're physically able and want to participate in this way, if not, you're welcome to uh, remain seated. I'd like for us to all stand up and um, with a healthy amount of space, let's create a circle in this room, all facing in. So just right there where you are, um, starting kind of right in front of me, uh, we'll have to weave through the chairs, I would think. It could be going out to the walls. discussed this a few times that it's uh, when we come together we gather around the table and this is an opportunity for us to look each other in the eye this is what I like about the circles it's a reminder um, that we are family and can, we can see each other there's going to be a couple of things that will take place kind of simultaneously uh, one we have the baskets that are going to be placed if you um, have a prayer card or have written down your name, I'd like to lead or host a group, now would be a time to go ahead and grab that and then come back to the circle. 
So we'll pass that basket. This is also a time if you have your tithes and offerings for today, you can drop that in the offering basket um, after I pray. And then after that goes around, then we will have the communion trays immediately following going around and you can grab those. And as I said, let's hold on to those and let's just take this as an opportunity um, to just pause and to reflect and to breathe and to realize that we are God's flock and he is caring for us. Father, thank you, Jesus, for inhaling sin, our sin, and for exhaling forgiveness, for inhaling death and exhaling life on us. Lord, may your peace may you as the God of peace be what is most contagious in our presence throughout this county, throughout the Bay Area, around the world. Lord, in our offerings to you, it's our way of saying thank you. And as we hold in just a moment this bread and this cup, it's also our way of giving thanks Eucharisto of saying thank you for the sacrifice of your son. Holy Spirit, speak to us individually. Prepare us for this special meal. It's in your name I pray. Amen. saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
as we think of those in our communities that we can serve, we also realize that there will be needs within our community and we want to care for one another in that way. A part of what will make its way um, onto uh, emails and onto our website will be some type of a sign up. If you, um, as a member of this body, have a need in this time that you would like to make known, or if you know of someone that has a need that we'll have a way to communicate through our website in that way where we can band together. It could be runs to the store, to the pharmacy, things like that. So um, just direct you to the, to the website for that and several other things. Also, if you're not leading or hosting a group that will be meeting in the next week or so, uh, the website will be the best way for you to find out um, where in your area there will be a home that's open. Um, that And it sounds like in addition to what will probably be taking place in a smaller setting here in this room. Um, I'd like for us to conclude um, in this way, depending on your faith background, this is going to be very familiar for some of you. Um, it is a common kind of a call and response and then a time of sharing to say, um, may the peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Um, so may we share the peace of Christ with one another as we depart. Amen. Amen.